Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. I always like to start with something interesting. And I saw this headline, I thought, what the heck is virtual photography anyway? So the photo sharing site Flickr, they're adding a new virtual photography category. So what do you think virtual photography is? What kind of photos are they? Well, I bet you thought that these photos are just heavily photoshopped. Mm -mm, no way. Virtual photography are images that people capture when they're playing their favorite video games or they're watching their favorite video games. Think mountains like in Avatar or the streets of Los Angeles in Grand Theft Auto. Now, some of these video game graphics are amazing. And so now we have a virtual photography category just because of it. I mean, talk about a game changer. And I know you like to leave me all your questions on social, but I'll tell you the easiest and the best place where I scan every single email is right Right on our website. Head over to commando.com and in the top right hand corner there's a link that says email Kim. Just fill that out and I read every single note. I scour the news sites, the news wires. I speak to all these industry insiders and my friends every single day. I do this every single day so I can bring you up to date with the top five things that you need to know about tech. And in this part of the show, I like to focus on tech news and what's happening in the world that you need to be aware of. And we're going to start with fake news. Now, how good are you, do you think, at spotting fake news? Are you excellent? Well, the truth is you're probably not. Consider this, every single minute of every day, more than 500 hours, that's right, 500 hours of new content is uploaded to YouTube. And also, every single minute, 5,000 videos are being watched on TikTok. And almost a quarter million stories are shared on Instagram, again, every single minute. Wow, isn't that just amazing? So with this huge glut of information, it simply just isn't possible for the average person to separate what's true from what's false. So get this, only about 20% of us are actually fairly good at it. And even then, we still believe a lot of the fake stories. Now, the latest research shows that 6% believe absolutely everything that they see or read online. Now, 6%, yeah, that sounds pretty small, right? But when you're talking about all of North America and all of Europe, you're talking about tens of millions of people that believe every single thing that they see on the internet, every single thing they see. Wow, that's pretty frightening. Uh, number two on our list, the shocking number of people sending nudes. That's right. There's a survey that was put out by Avast the other day, and it revealed that one out of three Americans have sent a naked picture of themselves, usually by text or sharing it as a direct message on social media. One out of three people. So the next time you're out and about, look, one out of three of every person you see has sent a naked pic of themselves at some point. Now, what do you think the percentage is? that the naked photos were shared without the sender's permission. Well, we're talking about sexting, sending nudes, whatever you call it. It isn't as taboo as it used to be. But the problem is once that picture leaves your phone, you have lost all control. The recipient can do pretty much anything that they want with your photo. Now, the survey found naked pics are shared without permission about, here's the answer, 75% of the time. So if you play the odds, 
just know that your picture is going to be one of those. So what does surprise me also in the survey is that they said that the average American has sent intimate messages, naked pics to the wrong person six times. What? Six times. I can see like once. Six times? Oof. I'm glad that I'm not average, and I'm also glad that I'm happily married. Uh, number three in our list is not everybody loves change, especially when it comes to the oh-so-popular game Wheel of Fortune. This past week, if you watched the first episode of the 40th season, isn't that just amazing, of Wheel of Fortune? It has changed, and people are not digging it. In the early days of the game show, you might remember Pat Sajak, that host, he would talk to the contestants and try to make them laugh and learn more about them. And then co-host Vanna White, beautiful Vanna, she would manually turn the letters on the board as they were correctly guessed. Then about 20 years ago, touchscreen technology came into play. So now Vanna, she just has to place her hand on each square and then it lights up whether or not with the correct letter. So now, instead of 52 individual monitors on Wheel of Fortune, I want you to notice this the next time you watch it, the board is a single flat LED screen, and it uses motion detectors. And it's actually LIDAR. LIDAR stands for Light Imaging, Detecting, and Ranging. It's kind of like laser technology. So now Vanna White, all she has to do is magically just put her hand in front of each letter. She doesn't have to touch anything. So the internet is buzzing all about it. Um, am I alone in thinking that it looks cheap? Somebody else said, it's just creepy. I want the old letters back. I want the original letters back. Somebody else said, it just feels a bit odd and cold. And then another person said, it looks like a photo op backdrop. But if you really think about this, of all the jobs, think about all the jobs that have been made obsolete by technology, you would have thought that Vanna White's it should have been, right, one of the first jobs. It's like, we don't really need a beautiful woman doing that. Number four on our list, mouse jiggler sales are soaring. Until last week, almost no one had heard of quiet quitting, even fewer the mouse jiggler. Now, quiet quitting, of course, describes a sudden drop in employee motivation, ambition. The workers who quietly quit, they're only doing the minimum necessary just to keep their jobs. They don't really innovate. They don't do anything else. Of course, until employers start begin quiet firing. So now, the mouse jiggler, sales for this device, it's soaring. What you do, you put your mouse into this box, and then the box moves, and then when it moves, the cursor on the screen moves, and it looks like the person's actually working. So a mouse jiggler does this every few minutes. So the employers think that the work-from-home employee is, well, well, they're working. But they're not working. They're just using a mouse jiggler. <laughs> just quit already. Just go get a new job. If you don't like your job, I'm sure you can find something else. And finally on our list, last at number five, scientists are broadcasting Earth's location to aliens. Now, the question of whether we're alone in the universe may soon be answered. But what these scientists are doing goes against Stephen Hawking's advice. Now, scientists are broadcasting radio messages with Earth's exact location deep into space, hoping that the message is going to be received and understood by an alien civilization. They're calling it the beacon in the galaxy message. And here's what's inside the message. They're giving them a map of Earth. They're giving them our solar system, a DNA drawing, a male and female diagram, and an invitation to reply and come to our party. 
It's an update to the famous message that was sent back in 1974. So while the idea of contacting alien life sounds exciting, but is it really smart to broadcast our exact location into deep space? Now, this goes directly against late physics professor Stephen Hawking's advice that extraterrestrial civilizations may want to destroy us. Oh, he's probably right. Do you think we should be sending this message into space? Give me your thoughts. I want to hear at twitter.com slash Kim Commando. Okay, this is just jam-packed. I'm going to tell you how you have to be really careful who's calling you. There's a scam that's crazy and spreading like fire. Uh, we're going to debunk a popular myth about smart thermostats. I'm going to tell you about eight photos you always need to have on your phone. We have some YouTube keyboard shortcuts you're going to use all the time. And your phone can actually do some things, even on a dead battery. You don't want to miss that. And, of course, we have all of your phone calls here on Kim Commando Today. Hey, if you haven't already, make sure that you get our free Windows or Mac guide. Head over to commando.com slash free guide and claim yours right now. And how about we start with Ken? Hello there, Ken. Glad to have you with us. Hello. Thank you for taking the call. Um, well, predicament. Okay. Uh, my dad's going to turn 88 pretty soon and having some slight problems in one eye along with uh, onset of Parkinson's. He's got an iPhone 11 right now. I don't know okay. if I can program that to make it simpler because I'm an Android user. So he can only... So there's not so many things that he's looking at or opening up. Or if there's a way, like with the team viewer, how you can go from one computer to another, can I go from my Android phone into his iPhone mm. and fix settings? I wish. Um, well, there are so. What exactly is going wrong with his phone? Uh, are, I mean, if you get on, if you could get on it, what would you fix? Well, I really liked so it was really only showing messages and phones and maybe hide everything else. Okay. Um, there's a there's a there's a long way to get what I, I like to use the phrase there's a long way to get a drink of water and then there's the short way, right? The short way is if you could get on your dad's phone and set up the parental controls. And with the parental controls, you'd be able to hide apps, uh, only let him, you could only put four or five apps on the screen, so he, that's all he would have access to. Uh, you could limit any type of purchases that he may be able to make with the phone. But I think the most important thing is that you could just say how many, just put on that one screen the apps, and you could probably also set up some accessibility options as well for him that would allow him to do more speaking instead of actually trying to touch and find things and maybe help him navigate with that phone saying, hey, Suri, and hey, Suri will do just about anything that he wants, whether it's to answer the phone or to send a text and anything like that. So what we're going to do is, is make him more reliant on his voice instead of his eyesight. Does that sound yeah. interesting? Yeah, it does. Right now, though, his Siri doesn't activate all the time. Oh, okay. Well, that's an issue. Uh, you might have to retrain it. Remember when I said there's a long way to go for a drink of water? 
Okay. <laughs> here's what I here's what I meant by that. Now, you're tech savvy, I can tell, because you asked me about TeamViewer, and we use that. Okay. But TeamViewer has an iPhone app, but it won't let you get onto an iPhone. It's just you can just see the screen, which isn't very helpful. Um, and I will send you some uh, a document over at Apple that talks about this, or you can Google it. Apple has something called switch control. Now, this is really, I'm telling you, Ken, a long way for a drink of water, okay? With switch control, conceptually, here's how it would work, is that in your dad's house, you'd have a, a Mac. So you put an old MacBook, whatever, whatever you want to do. And Apple has something called switch control. So you could use TeamViewer to get on that Mac, fire up switch control, which allows you to use another device so long as it's on the same Wi-Fi network. So that would be one way you could get on the phone. But as I've said several times, that's a long way to go to get a drink of water. But that would be one way uh, that, you could, that you could do that. Another way is you could just have him show your phone, help show the phone up to a webcam, and then you can maybe. But that is so frustrating. And it's frustrating for you, and it's frustrating for your dad. What does he primarily use the phone for? Um, phone calls, messages with the relatives, uh, yeah, uh, accepting a call the other day. He accepted it through Facebook, or not Facebook, FaceTime, which was fortunate because my cousin has an iPhone. So... Okay. He couldn't see her because she wasn't calling through FaceTime, but he accepted the call through there. Okay. Um, um, every right. now and Let then he'll check some things on the Internet. Okay. There's, there's, have you ever heard me talk about the, um, the uh, Amazon Echo Show? Mm-hmm. That might be something you might want to look at because you just put a show, an Amazon Echo Show, and then he can answer his phone calls right through uh, the Echo Show, and it's a nice big, you're going to get a nice big 5-inch, 8-inch, or almost 12-inch screen. And it will allow him to search the Internet. Um, it has that drop-in feature, so you can drop in on Dad and you can see what he's doing. And uh, I just, I think it's really a valuable tool. And if he needs help, he can say, Alexa, call for help. Uh, and then it will call uh, you. So there, there are some, there's some, there's some tools that are that are built into that. That as a as a son who is obviously concerned, or she wouldn't call me, try to figure this out. You know that that may be something that you might want to think about, if not now or down the road. But I think the the short answer is to uh, somehow get a hold of your dad's phone and set up some parental controls. And I know it's like sounds crazy because we're putting parental controls on your dad's phone, and we don't need that. But it just will allow you to have more control over what he can see. And the buttons that well, he can push. would simplify it on his end. Yes, exactly. That's all it's going to do. It's just going to simplify it. And, and you might want to consider. Yeah, you might want to consider. Yeah, I think you do. And if not now, later, just keep that Amazon Echo Show in the back of your head. Because it may come a time um, where you're like, you know what? That may be something that we need because you can drop in and he can drop in on both of you. And he can answer the phone because that Amazon Echo becomes a, a smart speaker. He can watch TV, he can get mm -hmm. the news. He can get photos, all kinds of good stuff like that. And I just 
didn't know or my next step to possibly maybe move him out of his uh, Windows laptop into an um, iPad. Yeah, I'd get him an iPad. Don't might, might be simple. Yeah, do. Yeah, do not. Do, nobody needs a Windows laptop like that. No, just get an iPad, and he'll be he'll be in heaven. And if you need any other assistance with your dad or wondering what to do, just give me a call back because I've been there. And thank you for your call. There are some really great tools right now if you're caring for a loved one. Hey, here's a true story of a real crime and a real victim. And I want you to listen closely and see if you can spot the victim's big mistake. So a woman in Arizona, she received a phone call from someone claiming to be an from someone claiming to be a Verizon employee. And the woman is a Verizon customer. So the caller told the woman Verizon had detected that very moment someone was trying to hack into her account. And if the woman would just provide her username and password, well, Verizon could just jump right in and keep the bad guys out. Okay, the woman did that. Did you spot the problem? That's right. Okay, if the caller really was from Verizon, the caller wouldn't need to ask for any personal information. So you're never going to get a legitimate call from anyone asking for your ID and password. And by the way, the scammers purchased $3,000 worth of phones on her account. Whoa. If you have some smart thermostats, how much are you really saving with it? I have that answer, as well as more of your phone calls you don't want to miss here on Kim Commando Today. Hey, before we get back to your phone calls, smart thermostats, you know they're smart. These thermostats know the outside temperature, how long it takes for the room to reach a certain temperature, whether you're home, whether you're away. And somehow, I'm not really sure where this came from, the number 25% has always been associated with how much you could actually save on your heating and cooling bills if you were, in fact, using a smart thermostat. You're going to save money, but not that much. It's more like 10 to 12% on heating and a little more, 15% on cooling. So this translates to about $140 a year saved based on typical energy costs. But there may be more money to have if you do add smart devices to your home. And notice I said smart devices. Now, Zillow says that smart homes sell for almost 23% more than comparable properties in the same zip code. Okay, that's not just a smart thermostat. You're going to need smart lights, smart appliances, smart sprinklers, and add all that stuff so you really truly do have a smart house. All right, coming up in just a few moments, eight photos you should always have on your phone. And speaking of later on, how your phone can actually do some things even on a dead battery. But let's see. How about Larry? Welcome to the show today. Hi. How you doing, Kim? I'm good. I'm good. How can I help you today? Uh, well, I real quick, I wanted to tell you I love your jokes. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody, see, look, <laughs> Michael's like, you know what he's going to say? Go ahead, Mike. Just say it. Now, don't encourage Don't her. encourage her. <laughs> 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 but uh, I'm actually calling uh, for something serious which is I wanted to find out what you know about using Zoom and China spying on Americans. You know, there's millions of Americans that use Zoom now. Oh, yeah. And I've heard that China is really spying on everybody that uses Zoom, all, <clears throat> all the way down to, you know, collecting all kinds of data, including where you live and everything. Well, let me ask you. That, let me ask you. Obviously, having all the content of the calls. Well, yes, which AI can decipher at any given moment. Um, yeah. 
what, when is let me just let me just ask you this question: When is China not spying? Okay. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, seriously, sadly, you know, it's it's we. And I think the pandemic has brought it to light. And I don't want to get all political and crazy because everybody gets charged. And I mean, all you have to do is say the sky's gray and not black or white. And people are like, ah, you know, yep, um, exactly. is that we really, I think. It actually it found... actually is gray here today. OK, well, it is. it is. Thank you. It actually is gray today. <laughs> well, I, the reason why I say that is because and then we'll talk about China, is that Rush Limbaugh passed away. And. Right. I put on my Twitter feed something, whether you agreed with him or not, he was a force. He created the talk radio format when radio stations were floundering. Yes, that's right. And for that, I am grateful that 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 action allowed me to have a career in broadcasting. That's all I said. That's right. Okay. Right. Oh, my gosh. You should have seen it, Larry. Oh, you know, you like Limbaugh ought ought to have a painful death. And, and all these like angry, mean people, mean pants. And so we live in this time where you can't even say something about anything without anybody going cray cray on you. It's not so. But but I, I'm, I'm very scared of the way the left attacks the right. It's very scary. It's it's. Yeah, it is. And. And yeah. the Internet just reads it because they think that they're anonymous and they think they can just get out there and say things and uh, whatever. But China is a is a problem all across the board. Um, China's a problem in technology because that's where all our components are made. They steal everything that we have. They treat right. their people terribly. Oh, uh, I know. It's horrible. And finally, Apple is finally moving some of their operations out of China. They're moving them to Vietnam. Which I don't know what took them so long. <laughs> money, <laughs> of course. Follow the money yeah. train. So you right. but with Zoom, yeah, they've gotten their hands slapped a few times already, and those are the times that we know about. So, would should you have highly confidential state secret calls on Zoom? No, I don't think they really care about me talking to Ali and Ben about what we're going to write about on the website next week. Right. But it is a consideration that everything's being tracked up to and including where we are, what we're doing. They have access to just about everything, unfortunately. That's uh, terrible. And, you know, how do we get it back into our country? And that becomes a political issue that I don't want to get into because all it's going to do for Larry, it's going to spark the fires. And, yeah. And, well, are there any uh, alternatives that are, you know, better choices for Americans? Uh, I, I would probably say Google Meet. That's encrypted okay. connection. And if you don't want to be going through the servers and wherever else that they're located, uh, we use Google Meet for our calls. But, you know, a lot of times people just want to use Zoom. And so you use Zoom. But it's it's something it is a consideration that if you are having highly confidential discussions don't be using zoom just don't be using it. a friend of mine she ran away i'll never forget this a couple of years ago she called me up because i don't know what to do i said what she calls me from china she said i don't know what to do she plugged her she connected to the wi-fi at the hotel big name hotel and all of a sudden 
all everything on our hard drive, the light was was went incredibly slow, and the laptop became hot to the touch. Who knows what kind of data that they just downloaded everything just by connecting to the Wi-Fi. You know, speaking of scams, I just read about this scam. It happened in Texas. A Bowie County person received a phone call from someone claiming to be Deputy David Bigar. Now, Deputy Bigar is actually a real person in that county, and he is a deputy. And he was calling, they say, to inform this citizen that she had missed jury duty, and he had two citations for failing to appear for jury duty for her. Now, in lieu of serving the citations... The caller, the scammer, advised her that she could get on a Zoom call with Judge Howell and pay a $1,000 citation. Okay. Well, as I mentioned, the county sheriff's office, they do have an employee named David Bigard, but obviously this was just a scam. And it's easy to find employees nowadays because all you have to do is just look at LinkedIn. So be really, really careful anytime somebody just calls you and then they start asking and telling you things and, of course, asking for money. All right, let's talk about eight photos you should always have on your phone, okay? Um, First of all, if you have a vaccination card, put that on there because you never know when you're going to need it. I also have pictures of my car's license plate and VIN numbers in case a car goes missing. I also take photos of my auto insurance cards, my medical cards, my dental insurance cards. And when you're traveling, I always take pictures of a rental car before I drive away. And then I take photos after I turn it in. Wherever you're staying, an Airbnb, Verbo, whatever it is, take pictures when you check in and also take pictures when you check out as well. Now, this has other benefits because your phone is going to geotag that Airbnb location. So this way you can always get directions back or you can show the address to your Uber or Lyft driver too. All right, still to come, we have more of your phone calls as well as some YouTube keyboard shortcuts you're going to use all the time. And then later on, you don't want to miss this. Now, your phone is dead. The battery is 0%. But there are still some things that your phone can do. You don't want to miss that here on Kim Commando Today. And if you're not already getting the official Kim Commando Show newsletters, oh my gosh, you are so missing out, right? All you have to do is head over to commando.com slash subscribe. We have newsletters for breaking news, but also specific devices. So if you're using Windows, you can get that. Apple, we have Android. We also have small business tips, travel tips. And so make sure that you head over to commando.com slash subscribe and check out our free newsletters. I think you're really, really going to love them. And by the way, we're not going to sell, lease, distribute your email address to anybody. You can trust us. So just head over to commando.com slash subscribe. And before we go back to the phones, I just want to pass along some YouTube keyboard shortcuts because I know you use YouTube. After all, well, Google's the number one search site in the entire world. And YouTube is the number two search site in the entire world. And we all know that you can say control C to copy, control P to print. But what about some keyboard shortcuts when you're using YouTube? So let's say you're watching a YouTube video and you need to take a call or someone walks in the room and they want to show you something. Instead of dragging the cursor over to the pause button, all you have to do is just press the space bar on your keyboard and bingo bango, the YouTube video just stops. Now to make the video start again, you just press the space bar again. All right, here's another one. Turn on the video's closed captions or subtitles. You just need to press the letter C on your keyboard. 
Now, the arrow keys, really good stuff when you're watching a video. To rewind the video five seconds, you're gonna press the left arrow key. And if you wanna jump five seconds ahead, you press the right arrow key. See, you guys and gals are so smart. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Kim Commando. Oh, by the way, there's one more that you're really gonna love. When you're watching a video, especially a how-to video, this is super handy. There are three dots. Just want you to tap or click those three dots Ah, oh, yes, the heavens will open because you're going to see transcripts. <laughs> so again, really handy when you are watching a how-to video if you think maybe you missed a step. All right, let's see. Chuck, you're up next. Hi there, Chuck. Yes. Hey, Kim. Uh, great talking to you. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, I'll get uh, real quick to the point. Um, I, I'm interested in maybe doing some online business of some sort, and a friend of mine told me, um, you know, maybe, maybe want to Google your name and stuff like that. And so I was just going through some stuff and I saw some stuff that wasn't quite accurate, you know, and I'm a busy guy. And then I look at some of these services that, you know, maybe clean your reputation or something like that, just looking into them and they're prohibitively priced and I've heard bad reviews. And I thought, uh, what, what maybe, you know, I'm sure Kim has an idea of what an individual person can do who's maybe not as tech-savvy as some others to help clean up some things that are not necessarily true. So, Chuck, what are you finding online that you want to get rid of? Oh, I saw, I think I saw, some, I saw something at mylife.com. Um, <clears throat> you know, for some reason, some score was not, you know, I'm thinking now, I don't even know some of these people that says I know. <laughs> and I thought, you know, what's going on with this, you know? Well, so. well, here's the deal is that, you know, I get this call from time to time. And that's why I asked what kind of content it was. Because sometimes we call in and say, well, you know, I committed a felony 10 years ago <laughs> and it wasn't my fault and I got out of prison and I want to get it off. The, you know. uh, and, and, you know, that's just not going away. Um Neither is if there's a, a story about you written in the newspaper about you doing something, that's probably not going to go away. But fortunately, yep. these sites like My Life and Zabasurge and Family Tree now, in the fear of getting any type of regulation down the road, they have actually made it uh, surprisingly simple now. It used to be very, very complicated. Like, you know, you'd have to send them a fax or a letter in the mail to remove your record. But now you can remove your record at these various sites. Um, it depends upon the method depends upon which site that you go to. And you may find it that inside the terms and conditions of the specific site. And you normally have to hunt around for it. Um, of course, they're not going to make it right there front and center, because if they did and everybody wiped out the site, the site wouldn't be generating any income for them. Right. So they have yeah. to put it a little bit behind some secret walls. Um, over at commando.com, we do have a list of probably the top 12 uh, sites, including my life, that you can get yourself out of. But it's always a good idea to go do a Google search on yourself to see exactly what you find, because anytime that you meet anybody, whether personally or professionally, they're going to punch your, their, your name into Google <laughs> to see what it is that they can find up to including images. Uh, you don't need, necessarily need to hire one of these defender services. You can do it all yourself. You really can. Uh, one of the things awesome. that I, one, of, one of the things I do recommend is that if you don't already have a personal website with your name, is to put is to create one. You could do that with Wix or Weebly or Squarespace, where it becomes almost like your own online resume. And 
And so that this way, when somebody does Google search your name, that becomes one of the top search results. And it's the, awesome. it's the information that you want out there. And you're going to link to your Instagram account from there. Your, make sure you have a, a LinkedIn account because that's where a lot of people are now searching for business professionals. Uh, and, uh, and it's going to take some time. This isn't like one of these, oh, I just wave my magic wand and everything's beautiful once again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, um, does that all make sense or do you need, do you have any questions? Absolutely. About? Absolutely. I, now I have a ground map to go forward with. Okay. Appreciate so, it very much. so what I'm going to do, Chuck, is I'm going to post a list of those. Um, let me just do people search, remove over at, uh, commando.com in the Q and a forum. And that's accessible to everybody. And so that this way you'll have a links to all the different places for you to get yourself out of these annoying people search sites. Because, you know, less information is sometimes the best information. So let's go ahead and do that. Hey, I just want to pass along to, if you don't know this, is that Google has recently rolled out some new policies and tools that will let you quickly and easily request the removal of some personal data. Not all of it, but some of it. So if your phone number, your email address, your physical address pops up when somebody searches for your name, is that you can have that removed. Now, before now, you had to actually show evidence of potential harm, like identity theft or doxing, to get Google to remove any personal information. But now it's super easy to get your information removed from those results for whatever the reason. Uh, we have the full link over at commando.com. Now, I will tell you, this does not remove you from those annoying people search sites. We do that every Tuesday at commando.com. It's opt-out Tuesday. We already, we've told you how to get your information out of Spokio, My Life, Family Tree Now, and a whole slew of others. So every Tuesday, you want to hit commando.com for that's opt-out Tuesday. All right. So your phone's battery is dead. It doesn't do anything. But did you know? that your phone can actually do certain things, even when the battery's dead? Yes, I know, the phone's battery's dead. It's so annoying, isn't it? No power means no phone calls. You can't check emails. You can't check your social media or TikTok, Instagram, whatever it may be. You press the power button, and you only see that graphic on the screen. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh, the battery with a red line. No. Okay, well, when an iPhone dies... It's generally not exactly empty of all battery power. So a small percentage remains to power wireless chips, for example, that can be used for the Find My feature. So if you ever lost your iPhone, you know you can use that to figure out where it is. But a lot of people don't know that even when the device is switched off or the battery's dead, the chips never deactivate. The, the phone will enter a power reserve mode. So what this means is that you can actually still ping your iPhone to track or locate its position by using your desktop computer, your laptop, or something else. Now, when your phone is dead, you can actually use transit or payment cards, passes, student ID, your car keys, if that's inside your phone. But you do have to enable what's called express mode. If, if you haven't already turned that on, make sure you do that on your iPhone. Just search for express mode. So yes, your phone may be dead, but it can still do some things. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.